Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is Matthew Chute. I am Chute Chi, coming to you now as the Climate Buddha. All frequencies, all frequencies, agents of change, join me now with a discussion about the processes <clears throat> of preparing for abrupt climate change. The Climate Buddha is on record as saying the existence of the abrupt climate change theory has validity and the statistical reality of the science from the abrupt climate change community. The statistical probabilities of abrupt climate changing occurring in under a decade to a point where the weather is going to be so bad that nothing is going to be able to grow or live or thrive. This baked in mathematical problem of thermodynamics and science that's been around since the 1800s concerning a gas that traps heat in the planet. There is no doubt that we are facing extraordinary increases in worldwide ambient temperature, average temperature. That's the number that you've been hearing about on the UN and on the radio, the 1.5 degrees and all these numbers that are not connected to weather. People do not understand what two degrees over industrial baseline is for weather. So there's been a number of people led by a man called Guy McPherson, who began to say out loud, wait a minute, you can't increase the worldwide temperature a degree or two. The historic data is overwhelming. This changes the climate too profoundly. You are changing things so things will not live. Guy McPherson's message has been updated on a monthly, yearly, now weekly basis. Because evidence is pouring in for the existence of an early stage abrupt climate change event. There is enough knowledge of the mechanisms of this potential ongoing crisis of the climate for us to conclude that preparation, preparation, that preparing for the consequences of abrupt climate change is the most important thing that humanity can do. We're not talking about preparing for an economic problem, worldwide economic problem. We're not talking about a worldwide economic problem that's going to somehow magically make things better. No, we're talking about a worldwide preparation for climate destabilization. So let's say that we say, hmm, the economic problem is just not important. What's important is dealing with people. And if we build an entire economic system around people and their specific needs from scratch, we'll discover that people need money. Hashtag distribute power 
Hashtag instant radical change. Hashtag logical radical. Hashtag choo chi. These are the basis of the most important hashtag of all of the Climate Buddha's online social media and attempts at educating the world from the deepest level of honesty and scientific rigor that the Climate Buddha is capable of delivering the message that hashtag universal alignment is near. Universal alignment is when everything and everybody will know that we have done something to the weather that is permanent, damaging, and is not conducive to life. Universal alignment is near. Universal alignment is not something that I want to occur. I would prefer that the weather got so good and the climate continued to support this wonderful envelope of less than one degree variability for long enough time for our, our civilizations to develop. I would love to go back to that. time machines and all the other fantasies of going back is what the whole thing that keeps the hope alive. But unfortunately, we are in a situation where the science and the math is so overwhelming that hoping for a statistically unprobable event and thinking that that's good enough preparation is a mistake of man's minds. Men and women, of course, the entire concept of humanity consciousness, how this evolved ape that came out of the savannah lands and populated the entire world through its unbelievably sophisticated brain structure, adaptation and digestive tract that allowed it to move to wherever locations. We're everywhere on the globe. We did this because the weather was good enough. We were able to survive because there was enough predictability to the weather that we knew the walruses were going to be near the shore during the summer, that we knew that the fruit trees were harvestable in spring. This predictability allows us to live. Without any climate predictability, there is no way to plan crops, to plan anything. But in man's great genius and ingenuity and industrialization of all elements of agriculture all the way on down, this ingenuity needs to be applied on survival. Survival of everybody. Basic survival needs come first. Once there is 100% support and survival structures for people who are threatened by sea level rise, unexpected storms, hurricanes, I'm in Florida, this place, at any moment, at any moment, Florida could be mowed down like a hundred mile wide lawnmower going through our suburban and urban landscape. There is nobody, there's nobody that thinks that this is, is not gonna happen. Everybody knows that it's just a matter of time before Florida is completely leveled. And with the size of the storms, all this type of, this is, this is a preparation issue, isn't it? So I'm saying that statistically in the next five years, Florida is going to be hit with enough hurricanes to cost some number that's irrelevant. Whether we're going to rebuild is another number. All the decisions of a bad hurricane system in Florida are the decisions that everybody needs to be making about everything everywhere. 
So a bad hurricane season in Florida, the preparation that occurs realistically is, you know, probably extensive. Uh, the climate boot is certainly not part of the entire political system that's preparing for hurricanes. But one thing's for sure, they're not telling anyone to leave. It hasn't got to the point yet where we have to tell people to leave permanently from Florida. But Jupiter has a weather system that doesn't move. We've already seen what a low-pressure area that doesn't move off the coast of uh, Oregon and Washington, what that does to the weather. It didn't move for, for months and months and months. This type of, type of weather permanence could easily concoct a strong storm hurricane situation where they're just building one after another, one after another. It's getting hot. The oceans can only absorb so much CO2 and temperature without it warming the air, without it affecting our climate, without making it hard to grow things, without giving us enough time to make the right decisions with the amount of time that we have. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the time that we have left and the stress in association with those decisions, survival decisions. No, we're not telling everyone how to move, to move out of Florida, but we should plan for that because there might come a time where that's important. But it also might be that everyone needs to move out of Georgia or that we might have to move everybody from Canada to Alaska. Maybe everybody in South America needs to move to Argentina. Maybe everybody in Africa needs to move to Egypt. Maybe everyone in Asia needs to move to Siberia. Maybe. These type of migratory questions that in order to keep humanity alive at its current 7 billion person scale, we need the ability to move 7 billion people into environments that will support life. That finding out areas that do not support life will become evident to all of us as universal alignment continues to unfold in front of us all. If it turns out that Australia can no longer support life because it's 120 degrees in Sydney for weeks on end, there will be nobody in Sydney. There's only one thing you do in 120 degrees, and that's try to escape it. The kind of weather extremes that we are going to see in the future, based on simple exponential math of what we are currently seeing, indicates that we are going to be looking at some horrible, non-livable weather. You cannot live in a place that's 40 knot winds all day long. You cannot live in a place that rains 12 inches every week. You cannot live in a floodplain. You cannot live in a desert. You cannot live in a place that has some sort of weather anomaly that makes just being there an onerous task. So what are we going to do? Are we going to plan for this? Are we going to make some decisions about how to handle mobile populations? We're going to make some decisions about how to, how, to, how to help people who are affected by these tragedies. The decisions in Florida, the most populous 
area of common tragedy. Hurricanes over the past two decades provide an unlimited resource of uh, information about what happens when the entire infrastructure is mowed down. We saw hundreds and hundreds of utility trucks show up in Pinellas County during our last hurricane that came through, hundreds and hundreds of them. I don't know where they came, but it showed planning. The, the utility company said, wait, if a hurricane hits, we're going to have extra trucks to come and fix this. Great planning. So what if we expanded that planning to say, wait a minute, if everybody in Florida is under assault of hurricanes at such a level that there's simply no time to rebuild the infrastructure and the entire grid of Florida goes down and water goes down and food distribution goes down, what are we going to do? What is the plan? How are we going to get the people out of Florida into a place that they can live? Is there a plan? If there is a plan, can that type of planning be implemented on a level to control and make sure that the population itself is making decisions that are the best they can for their own survival? How can we make that sure that's happening without, without using some form of centralized authoritarian power, which has shown itself to have failed? On so many occasions to making the right decisions. Does it fail at getting things done? No. But does it fail as a decision-making entity? Concentrations of power historically as a policy mechanism have been tragic mistakes of humanity. Policies and the decision-making processes and the enlightened decisions that need to be made have not been made in any authoritarian structure from the beginning of time because of the structure, because of the problem with it. Hashtag distribute power says we've got to give up on authoritarian structures for policy. Now, authoritarian structures get things done. They get things done quickly in some cases, to the detriment of all life on Earth in most cases, because the bigger questions of whether or not we should be doing these things are never answered by the authoritarian structures. Policy is never questioned within authoritarian structures because that's the purpose of them is to shove up policy down the throats of those affected by it. Distribute Power says we got enough smarts, brains, and computer power to just set up a simple Wikipedia system and a simple Facebook-like system and a few other pieces of software where we can run the entire place from our laptops. There's enough distribution of power through voter, educated voters, and qualified people to solve every problem on Earth quickly. I've bragged to my friends that give me 10 minutes and an internet on-ramp on mainstream television, and I can solve you know, all the problems on the planet. Imagine what if we took a technocratic layer of our society and we put them on the, pro the problems that I am talking about that we still have time. We still have time to solve. We still have our infrastructure. We still have running water and food. We still have all the basics of suburban and urban lifestyle so that this technocratic culture, this technocratic genius, all of our writers and the people who've graduated from college, their collective mind that is now in debt trillions of dollars, that collective mind itself right now is being wasted sitting in their parents' homes 
with no economic prospects, but I have a prospect for all of them. It's called solving all the problems of the human condition. And one simple task of instant radical change when we move to a distributed power system of technocratic geniuses making the decisions for us as a collective entity instead of an authoritative focal point so we can believe in the choices that they make. Do you believe in the choices that are being made by the current authoritarian structure you're beholden to? Or do you just do them because you're a slave and you have no choice? Universal alignment is universal wages for everybody, not just the United States. But for the folks who are trying to come over the border, they get one too. Our universal wage is international in origin. And it's designed to make survival in a location possible for as long as possible. The people who are moving from uh, the South, some of them are economic refugees because they and climate refugees because they cannot grow any food in the environment that they're in. If that becomes in mass, that's a problem that has to be solved with policy, not from an authoritarian, but from everybody. What are we going to do with the people in Florida after the 10th hurricane comes through? That's a decision that needs a distributed power grid of involved voters who know the facts and are making the difficult decisions with us all. Because during universal alignment, there will be nobody who's wondering whether or not there is a crisis going on. The problem with waiting too long is that you end up with what's called stress-based survival decisions. The climate Buddha's personal life, which is not discussed during the Climate Buddha episodes is an example of decision after decision being made as a result of poverty. Having poor choice after poor choice after poor choice because of the low degree of control over your own life that you have in poverty. If we impoverish our, 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 our society and lose our infrastructure, where there is no longer a shared transportation system, electrical grid, water system, and food distribution, that shared, that shared wealth, if that's gone, and we are all in desperate survival poverty, the decisions that need to be made about what to do with the people in Florida if we have too many hurricanes, that decision will either not be made, not prepared for, because authoritarian structures do not plan based on policy choices that are enlightened by their very nature. Right now, the climate Buddha is saying we need enlightened decisions that are taking into account the consequences for all living beings. And now is the time for those decisions to be taking place because we still have a society, a culture, a communication system. We still have an intact method where we can communicate with all living beings and tell them that we are in deep, we are in deep, we are in deep, Deeply 
we are so in deep trouble. If the climate Buddha's statistics are incorrect and we have decades to come, I will be the first to apologize when the data confirms that hope. But right now, it does not look good. And more and more people throughout the world are seeing what the climate Buddha saw years ago. I'm currently doing a Facebook fundraiser right now so that I have food money. If you're listening to this and you have a few dollars to come on board and uh, keep the Climate Buddha alive economically, so much of that donation would be appreciated. If you go to the D. Matthew Shoot Facebook page fundraiser, you'll see that I have a, a fundraiser there. I'm a member on Patreon, but any form of economic help at this point would be bent, would be appreciated. The economic problems that the Climate Buddha has can be solved quickly because I do a number of businesses that actually make money quickly. I'll be the first to tell you when the Climate Buddha is no longer in economic stress. But if we put the entire planet in deep economic stress and tell them to make the hard decisions, the decisions are less likely to be as enlightened as they need to be. Because we need wisdom, intelligence, and the best of man to come forward now and deal with the reality. The reality of a future that is not going to be kind to life itself. So growing up as a species needs to take place. Facing our mortality in a mature way in making decisions not for ourselves, but for our collective selves. My name is Matthew Chudam, the Climate Buddha. I hope you appreciated this. I look forward to my next opportunity to speak for you, and if you want the Climate Buddha to come to your event, I will.